welcome everyone for joining us today. We're so excited. People are still kind of trickling in, uh, so we'll just keep an eye on that stuff. Uh, really excited for a lot of folks. I just wanted to point out that Catherine Monroe is going to be uh, helping us, so she will be probably messaging you and all that jazz to kind of get you started. Um, so a couple things that needs to kind of happen is uh, we'd love to hear where everyone's from. So if you want to share with us, just kind of let us know where you're from, what industry, what business you're in. I think it's fantastic to take a look at those things. So use the chat box. I think by now everyone is, is um, uh, used to Zoom. So if uh, you should be able to see the chat box. Uh, we want you to be engaging. We know there's lots of questions usually around motivation and we do have an expert in the room. I will introduce him in a few seconds here and uh, go from there. However, please like familiarize yourself with the chat room so you know everyone right now is muted and so if we do call on you Catherine may reach out to you and say great questions um, if you'd like to go on and ask your question I think that would be fantastic so please wow lots of comments happening right now in the chat room that's brilliant uh, welcome to an exciting week of um, Monday mindset meeting uh, before we get into the introduction like I said um, you know, if we do need to call on you, it would be great. We, the format is really going to be about um, engaging with my co-host, Christopher Lawrence, and then create an opportunity for some questions and uh, answer period, uh, some of your questions, and be able to go from that. And then we're going to be trying something really exciting today and new, and I'll tell you a little bit more about that um, later on, so you're going to have to stick to, stay tuned to find that out. And so, uh, again, with, without further, I wanted to enter in introduce our uh, my co-host this morning so uh, here we go Christopher Lawrence is the chief valued officer and founder of change my life coaching and also the count the co-founder of change my business coaching and he is also another co-founder of the healthy transformations weight loss and inflammation reduction program Christopher spent 15 plus years uh, working in the corporate and world with a plethora of industries and companies. His focus was primarily on planning strategy and leadership of change management and communication. Christopher is a certified master coach practitioner um, in motivation, um, as well as motivational mapper practitioner and a passionate public speaker who truly cares about people and what they do. He established a strong focus in change management, interpersonal conflict, because you know that does happen, communication and increasing motivation, not only in individuals, but also with team, which allows for a lot of focus. Christopher has helped thousands of clients individually and in a group setting with career clarity, personal motivation, and life leadership. Now, that is a mouthful. If you didn't know, Christopher is also an author of his book. It's called Go Beyond Passion, Discover Your Dream Job. And it provides a fresh framework for identifying questions and redefining your beliefs, discovering the career and the life you were meant to have. I would love to introduce now, if that's not already enough, is to say good morning to my co-host, uh, Christopher Lawrence. Christopher, remember to unmute yourself. Hopefully you'll be able to do that. Good morning. Go. Good morning. How are Hi. you? <laughs> At last, you finally, you finally made it to the show. Don't I did, it. yeah. I'm half <laughs> owner in the business, but I... Uh... I wasn't first up, yeah. But, but you finally did it. Um, I'll announce. And can I just say that you have 
like the absolute best looking and kindest audience. And I can say that because I know some of these people and I know how kind they are. And I've talked to lots of you and you just look stunning for a Monday morning in quarantine. Like I'm scrolling through the pages of photos of a video here and you guys are amazing. This is brilliant. This is brilliant. Before we kick it off, Chris, before I get into my first question, I just want to identify a poll. We've, we've done a quick poll just to test this out sure. this morning. So um, folks, the poll should be open. You should be able to get a pop-up there. So let me know. If you could just take a few seconds while I just kind of warm Christopher up to, to everyone here. If you want to click on your polling button there, I don't even know where it is, but I'm sure you should be able to see it. Uh, if you want to click on that and answer some of those questions, uh, there are only about seven questions or so. Um, and uh, we'll make sure that Christopher covers most of the stuff that's on there. He actually doesn't even know what the questions are. So nope. well, I I'm see sure. them now. <laughs> so now he's able to kind of see what that is. So Christopher, um, just before we get into some of the questions, um, is there something that I missed in the intro that you kind of wanted to mention that most people may not know about you? Jeez, um, you were pretty comprehensive there, but you know what I might say? Um, is that uh, maybe what I'll do instead actually is we actually have, a, we're talking about motivation today. And, and one of the things that I do want to mention is that there is a tool called a motivational map and motivational mapping is a tool that we can actually use to assess your motivation. So I want to get that out. And I believe that in, is it in May or June? I think in June, Kyle, you've got James Sale, who is the, and I think he's on today. Yeah, I can see him right there. Yes, he is. He's waving. James Sale is the founder of Motivational Maps. And, um, uh, and he is actually going to be on here in a couple of, um, a, cu a couple of weeks here, I think, or a few weeks, I think in June he's coming on. So you'll learn lots about motivational maps. Uh, both Kyle and I are motivational map practitioners. And so if you need to assess your motivation, that is something that we can do for you as well uh, on, on top of that. And I think maybe... I don't know, Kyle, were you going to have James say hi later? Yeah, a little bit later on, I'd, we'd love to kind of say hi to, to, to James. Um, and also for next week, we do have uh, Rich Groff, who's going to be on. So he's going to hopefully say a quick hi later on as well, because when we talk about leadership in a crisis, sometimes that does kind of impact your motivation, right? So we'll, we'll definitely do that. Okay, so Christopher, um, just be good before we get into the first thing, as you can see from the... Um, the poll here that we've done, we've seen some, we've seen some of these numbers kind of coming in. So uh, the number one right now is, do you understand motivation? So 79% of people says yes. Um, somewhat is about 21%. How is your motive, overall motivation? 15% uh, says great. 46% uh, uh, or so says good. Uh, and I, I love this, this other one. Meh. Meh. 38%. <laughs> I think that was great. Um, do you understand? Do you have tactics to help you increase your motivation? Um, I know, Christopher, you're going to be giving some of that later on today. Um, 35% said yes, 40% um, those say somewhat, and those numbers are changing as we're talking about it. Um, number four was how motivated are you in your life? Um, very motivated was 29%, motivated was 66%, and rarely motivated. So we see that there's a nice mid-balance of somewhat motivation, so I think people are looking for some, some strategies there. And number five, how motivated are you at work? 29% um, uh, says very motivated and about almost 60% said motivated and 12% says rarely motivated. So we'll, I hope we could uh, 
attach some of that. Um, and there's a few people who say, hey, would you be interested? And so it's quite, you know, yes, no, in the middle. Uh, we're not going to sell you anything. We're just going to, we just want to assess what, for those who need access to help, we want to be able to know. And if there was a motivational webinar, um, would you be interested? I know, Christopher, we talked about this very briefly. Yeah. It seems that everyone would be interested. So we might have to get working on something there. So that's just kind of what I wanted to well, share yeah. with the poll side of it. Excellent, guys. Thank you so much. So Christopher, motivation, what the heck is it? Right. So I'm just going to minimize this poll. Yeah. So here's the interesting thing. I'm going to go in a couple different directions with this. Oh, before I do that, can we just celebrate the fact that it is International Morse Code Day? And why? Is it really? Yeah, it is. So celebrate. This is how you applaud in silence, by the way. This is how you applaud in silence. So so why, why would I bring this up? Well, actually, this technology that we're using right now, Zoom, it actually wouldn't even exist if we didn't, if the Morse code hadn't been invented. So let's celebrate Samuel Morse right now uh, yeah. and talk about how motivated and gritty and determined he must be to, uh, to have done what he did. So brilliant. Yeah. So uh, here's, here's the dictionary definition of, of motivation, which is absolutely unmotivational, but I'm going to read it anyway, because a, a lot of people in the poll said that they knew what motivation is. And that's really cool, Blair, by the way. Uh, sorry, I'm reading the chat box. Maybe I should close it. So here's the dictionary definition. The reason, the, the reason or reasons one has for acting or behaving in a particular way. Isn't that boring and totally unmotivating? <laughs> That's not motivating at all. Actually, here's what motivation is. It is our drive. It is our drive to do something either a series of some things or a singular something. That's what it is. So, so in short terms, motivation is an emotion. That's what it is. Interesting. Okay, so let's just play with that for a second. So if motivation is an emotion, then obviously this is why this would make sense why people go up and down in their motivation, right? So the question That's is- exactly it. Okay, so how does one regulate that? How does one increase it? Like one of the whole questions says, how does one increase motivation when it's appropriate? Well, I, I think that's the point is that, you know, if people are struggling with motivation right now, and I think this is really important to mention is that if you're struggling with motivation right now, give yourself a break. A lot has happened. Like you might be tired from all the change. You might be tired from being on Zoom all day. I know today I'm going to be on Zoom all day. The entire day I'm sitting in front of a computer where normally I might be able to get up and stand in front of a whiteboard or something. You know, so, so I mean, if you're tired because things are changing or you're exhausted or whatever, um, you know, that don't be surprised if your motivation is low right now. So I'm just going to say, and here's what happens when our motivation is low, right? If our motivation is low, but our list of things to do is high, do you know what happens? Guilt. That's mm. what happens. I, I, uh, I'm, I call it productivity guilt, where we're supposed to be productive or we want to be productive, but we're actually experiencing guilt. And it's like the worst feeling on earth. And do you know what happens? It's kind of like an alcoholic. You feel remorse, right? And so you kind of get motivated, but you're not doing it in a really productive way or using strategies, right? There's nine different motivators. Um, and, and, and there's specific strategies for each one. And you're not using strategies that are specific to your motivational style. And so then what happens? You get back on the couch, you turn on Netflix, 
and you watch Tiger King until, you know, <laughs> Tiger King, right? Please, let's not go to Tiger King. <laughs> you know, so, so the idea, that is the idea. And so if you're looking at increasing motivation, the idea is that you actually have to increase your motivation in a strategic way that helps you, um, in a strategic way that helps you uh, uh, move forward that is unique to you. And then also understanding that it's temporary, right? Like the, emo the motivational emotion is temporary. Your drive isn't going to be there all the time. So with that said, though, you mean, okay, you just said that, you know, your drive is not going to be there. All the time. Is it okay not to be motivated? Is that what you're saying for certain things? It's just because can, can you stay at that high level of motivation all the time or... No, no, I've got a mentor on the call right now. And he just, he actually sent me a private message. So I'm going to read it. It's Dr. Michael Breen. He's an incredible mentor. And uh, he's somebody that can help me with my motivation if I need it. Uh, here's, I'm going to read exactly what he said. He said, nobody can have one single emotion every day for the rest of their life. By nature, it has to go up and down. Dump the guilt and accept that it won't constantly be present. Create the habits. And he nailed it. And, and that's exactly it. Thank you, Dr. Breen. So, so the idea here is that, is that what you're trying to do is when motivation's there, you use your motivation to focus on things that you want to develop habits in. And the reason why you do this is because habits don't require motivation. Think about it for a second. Habits are not an emotion, right? It's neuroplasticity in your brain. That's what it is. It's something that you do repetitively, mostly without question, mostly without fail. That doesn't mean you don't fail at the activity, right? That's not what I'm saying, but you do it mostly without fail. How many of you roll over and grab your phone first thing in the morning to remove all the little red dots that are on your phone? No one, I mean, if you, no one, no one does everybody, that. Everybody does except for Kyle. And if you see, it says he's got like, what do you have right now? 3,572 unread email. Like that's what Kyle's red dot says. Beside uh, this his is email. about you. This is about you. Let's go back to <laughs> so, you. So, you know, how, how many of us roll over and do that first thing in the morning? Well, that's a habit. It doesn't really require motivation or effort, right? We're just doing it. So the idea is to actually <clears throat> use your motivation to create sustainable habits, right? So for the things that you want to work on. And sometimes we, short, we start with short things, you know, short, like small things like, oh, do five minutes. Right. Oh my goodness. Okay. Uh, this is, I, obviously we could see that we could talk all day about motivation because there's a lot of great things that kind of goes on there. So what would you suggest when we think about the mindset, when we think about that, that programming, setting the brain up, setting the mind up to stay motivated when appropriate or not, what are some key takeaways, you know, before we get into some of the question, uh, questions. So guys, if you have some questions, um, or comments that you'd like to share with Christopher or us, please put them in the chat box there. And if you're comfortable with being on camera, we'd love to unmute you and, and get you to ask those questions. And Catherine is going to, to let us know who'd like to do that. So please do leave that. So Christopher, from the mindset perspective, how can someone set up the mind for that day, for that week, for that, you know, or what is it that they're required to do? Do you have any tactics that could help them take in, in perfect inspired actions? Yeah. So if you're talking specifically about the motivational piece, the emotion of motivation. Yeah. So the idea would be actually that you focus on things that drive your motivation up. So what drives your motivation up? Well, what drives your emotional state up? That's what helps do it. So it might be things like exercise. It might be things like listening to three of your favorite songs. I know Kyle, both you and I have a 
have a playlist on our phones. They have different music in it. His is full of Diana Ross and mine is full <laughs> of old school, late 90s, early 2000s techno. And, <laughs> and um, keep going. So, yeah, so <laughs> tell me I'm wrong. You can't because I'm not. Uh, and so the idea is that, you know, listening to your three favorite songs can get you moving, right? I mean, try and sleep when your three favorite songs come on. Mm, good, good luck. Point. You can't. Here's the interesting thing about motivation, too. So, so doing activities that get you moving, standing up and doing 10 jumping jacks can get you moving, right? Because your motivation goes up. Try relaxing after 10 jumping jacks. It's nearly impossible, right? So doing things that, that get your emotional state up, get your, uh, and, and get your um, uh, emotional state, yeah, your emotional state, your physical state up will increase your motivation. They don't, however, always increase focus, right? So remember that focus and motivation are not the same thing, right? They're not the same thing. So keep that in mind is that they're not always the same thing. So if you go for a run, you might not necessarily feel like sitting down and working on your next business adventure like that. It might not be the same. So try to stick to things uh, that increase motivation that don't pull you away from the thing that you're trying to focus on. And by the way, this is so cool. When you talk about motivation and emotion, I mean, this is true across the board. It's not just positivity, right? So if I'm in a low emotional state, so that could be sadness or depression, right? But it could also be like relaxation or chilling out on the beach. How motivated are you in those states? Right. You're not, but we need those states. We need to have the state of, of feeling relaxed, right? So, so, you know, if you're sitting down reading a book or watching Netflix, you know, the more guilt you feel, the longer you're going to watch Netflix. So actually just let yourself watch it. Just give yourself permission to chill out and do nothing for a little while. Your motivation will come back much faster than if you're sitting there feeling guilty about it, right? Also high emotional state. So if you look at things like, um, uh, uh, you know, happiness, elation, excitement, that increases our motivation. But so does anger and frustration. I mean, I have been so motivated when I'm frustrated, you have no idea. That doesn't mean I'm focused or doing the right things, but I've been motivated. I mean, when somebody cuts you off in traffic, you know, if you're triggered by that, not me, of course, I mean, I'm next to perfect. <laughs> <laughs> There's no. enough people on here who could no, attest better, to that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know I'm not. Uh, I don't know why Dale was like nodding his head so vigorously. Um, you know, so you know, so the, so so the idea is to recognize that, but actually, you can start to, to even use that kind of negative, high intense motivation uh, to to turn it into positive and focused drive. So would that also apply to fear? Because we see a lot of that, you know, uh, fear of stepping into yourself, fear of, yeah. you know, what is possible right now. There's a lot of fear with the pandemic and now yes. we're over four weeks, you know, uh, in quarantine and stuff like that. So is fear a motivator, would you say? I mean, yes, appropriately? Yes, fear is extremely okay. motivating. Fear and pain are extremely motivating. And so you can tap into those two. Here's the thing when it comes to fear. Fear, just like anger, can cross the line where now it becomes unproductive. So the idea is that you actually want to, you know, like, like remembering that, that difference between focus and motivation. Focus is not the same thing as motivation. And so 
remembering remembering to keep those two things separate. But yeah, fear can be used in a way that is uh, beneficial to you, but you really have to have a good relationship with fear and anxiety. You know, and actually, so I'm glad you brought it up, Kyle, and I, I wasn't going to mention this, and I'm so glad that we've got a live audience. I am not kidding when I say anybody that is struggling with fear and anxiety right now, I am offering complimentary phone chats for anybody that needs it. Um, it might take a couple weeks to get you in, but I'm offering complimentary phone chats if you need to strategize around fear and anxiety. I know what it's like to be running to the hospital in sheer panic. I did that in my early 20s. I'm 40 now. And, and I, in my early 20s, I was running to the hospital because I thought I was going to die. And so I am not a psychologist. I am not a medical doctor, but I have a personal experience and I have a relationship with my anxiety that makes it my best friend. And so now I can tap into my anxiety and use it to my motivation. It took a couple of years. It was that first years was the worst years of my life. I wouldn't wish anxiety on my worst enemy. It is extremely painful when you get, go to that um, uh, paint, you know, to that place with it. But, but when you tap into it correctly and you get to know anxiety and anger as a friend, as opposed to, you know, it's serving a purpose. You get to know it as a friend, as opposed to, uh, you know, as opposed to, you know, when, um, you know, as an enemy that you're pushing away. Because if you push the enemy away, what does it do? It comes back and it Stronger. comes back and it comes back and it gets louder and it gets louder. Give your anxiety and anger a voice. Literally ask it, what does it need? right? And get to know it. And there's tactics we can do to bring it right down, right down, right down, right down, right down. I've talked to a couple of you on this call already. You With know, that said, Christopher, it sounds like you're coming back in June to talk about that. Oh, is that right? <laughs> if we already have you coming back next month to lighten it up perfect. and be fun, but, but I would I'm, love for you to come back in June. Perfect. And uh, I am I am serious when I say that. Anybody that needs a little bit of a booster shot with anxiety, and it's a no-selling call. I'm not going to offer you anything. You're welcome to ask me. I'm happy to have the business during this time, as I'm sure any of the other business owners on this call are, but I'm not going to offer to sell you anything. That's for you to ask if that's something that you'd like. I appreciate that. Catherine's going to be posting up Christopher's contact information information. Um, so if you do want to reach out to him, you'll be able to do that. So you'll have that information. Uh, Christopher, before we kind of get into some questions as well, can you just introduce a little bit about what the heck is Motivation Map? You mentioned it a couple of times. We started off by that and maybe um, introduce James a little bit. And James, I would love for you to just say hello. Um, and then we'll get into some questions and uh, we'll wrap it up as we're coming to the almost the end here. Yeah, absolutely. So motivational mapping is a tool that we use to uh, help uncover your motivation. So uh, it, basically what it does is it shows you there's nine motivators. All people have all nine motivators. It's based off of your basic human needs. That's what it's based off of. So, so we can actually assess which ones, ones of those that you are most driven by. But that's not the only factor we look at. We look at how you are driven but then we also look at how satisfied those motivators are. Let me explain this to you in really simple terms. I like to use money because it's something that we all understand. Just because you're driven by money doesn't mean you have money. So you can have a high drive score for money, but a low satisfaction score, right? And, and so certainly your circumstance in life can change. I love motivational mapping because it shows us how your motivation can change. Some of the other tools, which I think are useful, don't actually necessarily show. They show something else. Motivational maps is the only tool, in my opinion, in the world that accurately 
and comprehensively shows you how you are motivated and driven specifically right now during this time. Okay. Great. So James Sale is the founder of Motivational Maps, and I'm so glad that he is on this call uh, because he has uh, this international business of, of motivational mapping, and he is truly the king of motivation, in my opinion. So, James, you want to just pop on and say hi? You're going to unmute and, uh, yourself and just say hello to these fine folks? Yes, I am going to unmute and I'm going to say hello to all you fine folks. It's lovely to see you all. It's been very, very um, pleasant and enjoyable for me to be here, invited by Carl and Christopher. And can I say greetings from the UK? And uh, it's really a pleasure to be here and uh, to listen to what you're saying. So uh, thank you very much for inviting me. It's been really great. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Thank you for that, James. Now, you're going to be coming and joining us. I think we're finalizing the date for June because I think there's quite a few interests in motivation mapping. Really quickly, James, like why did you create this tool? Can you even summarize that in 20 seconds? <laughs> yes, yeah, so there are two primary reasons. One, curiosity. After 10 years as a coach and trainer, I kept on coming across motivation. Uh, you know, but I even went on a Tony Robbins course at one point, but you know, they kept talking about it all, but actually, where was the language and where was the metric? And so actually Creator is my number one motivator. So I spent a long time trying to work out a language and a metric for it. So curiosity, number one. And number two, I also realized that when I stopped training and coaching, something very strange happened to me, which probably has happened to all 52 people in on this call. As soon as I stopped training, I found that, the money stopped coming in. Whereas, if I had a product which one could license and that let one could let other people license, one was creating a business model to help myself and other people around the world to create stable businesses which were not a trade-off of time for money. There was something else involved. So there was a purely commercial reason and there was a creative curiosity reason. Wow. Excellent. James, we're looking forward to hearing way more about that. Thank you so much for joining. Uh, folks, uh, one of the things I, I mentioned to you was we're going to try something a little bit different as we're coming in uh, three minutes to the end here is just hear from Christopher one last time, just if there's something that he'd like to offer or uh, let everyone know on the, on the meeting today, which would be great. But we're actually going to stick around for about 10, 15 minutes. So after I do the outro, um, then if you'd like to stay on after the meeting, after 8.30 and, and get open with Christopher um, by asking him any questions, if it's specific to uh, yourself, you are more than welcome to do so. If not, thank you so much for, for joining us. Christopher, any last words? What do these people need to know about motivation? How can they get some additional information? Yes, really, really quickly. Uh, first thing is I did see a question come up. If you want to learn more about motivational mapping, I think Catherine has just posted my contact information in the chat. Uh, so you can reach out to me directly uh, and I can talk to you about that. We do uh, uh, train and facilitate. So thank you uh, so much to James. Uh, he has a level of certification that allows me to certify other people as well. So you can come and get a map or we can even certify you in motivational mapping. The three things about motivation that I want you to take away from this today, you'll want to write these down or listen to this later, which is one, motivation is an emotion and therefore it is temporary. 
Okay, so to expect to feel motivated all the time is to expect to feel like crap. So get your expectations in, a, in alignment with reality because you cannot feel motivated all the time. But there's tactics that we can do. So the second thing is increase your motivation by putting yourself in a high emotional state. So that would, you know, I'll give you a perfect example right now. Share and celebrate successes with your friends, family, coworkers, peers, uh, joint venture partners, business partners. Sharing successes does something to the body. It helps you increase your serotonin and, uh, and your oxytocin, and it makes you feel safe and like you're part of a community. That will help you increase your motivation. There are more specific strategies in motivational mapping. And if you don't feel motivated uh, and you're starting to feel guilty, then give yourself permission to just just sit on the couch and do nothing for a little while. Just guilt-free, just let yourself do it, especially right now, right? We can't have productivity all the time. So let yourself sit and, and just be demotivated for a period of time and watch how fast it turns around. Watch how fast it turns around. But the guilty feeling will keep you feeling demotivated for longer and longer and longer. Perfect. So sometimes we just got you. I'm not kidding when I tell you, I sat down when this first happened. Even me, I was struggling with this. I sat down and watched all seven hours of Tiger King. I want my life back. <laughs> Christopher, thank you so much. There's our time, folks. Thank you uh, once again for participating. Uh, really was great having everyone here. If you'd like to stick around um, and let us know if this format worked for, for 10 you. 10 more minutes, right, Carl? <laughs> the, yes, for 10 more minutes right after the intro, we'll be able to answer any of the questions or comments that you have. I hope you have a blessed week. Stay safe. Uh, take care of each other. goodness Christopher thank you so much welcome to the after the show right after the meeting this is where everyone lingers on um, how many we left with okay 28 wow quite a few if you want to still chat with this guy okay so let's have it who has questions who would like to say something um, or maybe the rest of us is just gonna feel listen free to in. Unmute yourself yeah feel free to unmute yourself and we could definitely get into that Look at that shirt, yeah. Alnor. Alnor, look at that shirt. Oh, we got a question. I have no idea. Too. Well, I don't know. It just, um, I went to a meeting one day and these four amazing, gorgeous people uh, decided to gift him sing on my birthday. <laughs> that was awesome. That's awesome. Thanks, Alnor. Thank you. Uh, so, Christopher, thanks so much for that. Um, 
you know, it's really interesting to hear that your motivation goes up and down and all of that, and it's an emotion. And so many times, like, you know, growing up in my culture of faith, it's like we're told, you know what, suck it up and put on your big boy pants and whatever it is. Like, you're not allowed to express any of the other feelings and all of that. Now, what I'm finding is that when I'm focused on doing my work, especially what I'm doing these days, is that a lot of... Um, Hours are being spent on creating webinars like that for my religious community. We have um, weekly sessions on uh, the cognitive behavior therapy that I'm part of a leadership team on. And when I'm in those meetings, there's lots of surges of motivation and here I'm giving all that feedback and really getting engaged. But then because of the other things that are happening in life and also massive pain, my motivation goes, oh. Yeah, more breaks. We need uh, more sorry, breaks. What, sorry, what was that? More breaks. Take more, more breaks. Break. Yeah, take uh -huh. more breaks. Um, you know, some, some facilities, and Kyle and I, I think, are just as guilty of this as anybody else, but, but uh, there are some facilitators that are taking breaks every 25 to 45 minutes, and they, they, they tend to get their energy back, and they tend to get others energy back uh, during those kinds of facilitations. So, so more breaks is the answer to that. And on that break, doing something that kind of takes you down a notch, that mm -hmm. kind of makes you go, oh, relax, right? Because sustaining motivation across the board, constant, 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 that's using our, that's using adrenaline, right? It's using, mm -hmm. you know, and it's got a cortisol response. So if you look at animals in nature, they get really motivated when they're you know, it's like, think of a deer, right? You see a deer mm. pop its head up. Oh, I hear something. They run, run, run. And then what do they do immediately after? They begin eating. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Because they're trying to replenish for the next time. The next time. Yeah. yeah. We, so we the call... idea would be to take more breaks and during that break, do something that replenishes you. Yeah. Another way okay. of thinking of it, Alnor, is like transition, right? Be deliberate about your transition. Transition from what you're currently doing to then later on, right? And doing, like Christopher said, something completely different that is not the same. You walking away and still thinking about it is not going to help you either, right? So it has mm -hmm. to do something. So that's a great question. Thank you so much for that. Thank you. Um, Christopher, you said there was a question in the chat. Yeah, there's two questions in the chat. So I see Oh, from Yvonne Dunn. One says, how do you motivate staff? And the second one from her is, you mentioned habits. What habits do you do to build your business that no longer require motivation? So the first one uh, I'll answer, and then I'd like clarification. Oh, hang on. Let's unmute. Hi, mom. Hi. That's my mom, folks. Hi. How are you? Oh, and the second one is actually Sonia. So, okay, yes. great. So I've, I've got you on here. So, so, um, so mom, you said that there, how do you, how do you motivate staff? Yeah. So I have, um, we have our core staff still working here at yep. the warehouse and the four of us have no problem coming in. We have social interaction. Yep. Um, we're working towards a common goal. We have our sales team, our three sales reps working from home. Uh, we don't have the facilities here to have them working at our facility. And they're not out greeting customers. They're not out meeting with customers. And how do I keep my sales team motivated when, um, like, there's one of them, well, two of them actually, they wouldn't know how to get into a Zoom meeting if their life depended on it. Um, I try to send them emails every day to stay in contact with them. I do try phoning them, but you can hear it in their voices. They are, they are, um, we've lost 75% of our revenue um, through uh, loss of 
customers who have closed because as you know, we're a wholesale distributor. Um, we still have, and we're considered essential, so we stay open. We do supply uh, lots of basic needs right now, but we can't, uh, my, my sales reps can't build a business on selling uh, sanitizer that we can't get right now and gloves that we're running out of. So how, how do you, as I say, we're motivated here at the warehouse. We're all happy to be here, but how do I keep those people who are working remotely right. motivated? We have to find a way to engage them. Okay. We have to find a way to engage them. So, so the idea behind this is that first thing I would do is how do you get them involved with the motivation at the staff in the warehouse? So whether that's a conference call, they certainly know how to use their phone or teach them the skills, like show them how to right. log into Zoom. It's not a complicated software. It's quite easy. You know, most people will fumble around with it for the first week, but lots right. of little check-ins with them and probably throughout the day would be what I would say and checking in on them. Like, how are you doing? Like, how can we, you know, how can we as a team support you? And if they say nothing, say, well, that's not true actually, because we all need support during this time and we're not seeing the, you know, like, like you might need to benchmark, you know, here's what your role looks like now, right, that you're in there and here's how we're going to celebrate together and here's how we're going to hold accountable together, right? But right. I think there's something right. about them, uh, you know, uh, feeling like they're still part of that team and... Right. Yeah, because they are quite isolated. One of them, uh, two of them live right here in Lloydminster, but uh, one of them lives in Saskatoon. So he's... He's not even allowed to travel right now. Um, and all of his customers, of course, are out in this area. And so is his team out in this so, area. Yeah, so I mean, how motivated would anybody be on this call yeah. to sell if that was your situation? Right, yeah. exactly. The other yeah. thing, so you got to involve them. Yeah, the other yeah. thing too, on top of involving them, is just another way of looking at it as well, is go to the next level of, you know, remind them of how they can be helpful and useful and mean, do meaningful work. So, you know, people naturally want to help. And so there may be an opportunity for them to re-engage or connect with their clients by saying, listen, maybe there's nothing else I can do right now for you because I don't have right. a product, so to speak. Uh, right. But I'm just curious if you had a, you know, someone else to look out for you or even call just to check in on you, how right. else can I be helpful to you? And then right. asking those questions would be, would be helpful because then they feel that there's a sense of purpose for that right. as well. Great we question. Yeah, what I, what I have done, just so if others are asking, what I have done is I have asked them to check in with all of their customers. This is a good time to update all of their critical information on their accounts with us. And it's also, and I've asked them, find out if there is anything that we can help them Brilliant. with during this time. And the other thing that I've asked them to do when they're done talking to customers, they just can't face another customer because, you know, all they talk about is, is COVID-19. Um, then I have tasked them with, putting together items that they want on flyers for upcoming once we're open again. So I, by the time we reopen, we, we should have enough uh, flyers made up for the next six to eight months, actually. So, so yes. Thank you so Yvonne, there's actually some tips for you in the chat box that others are yeah. offering as well. I saw them Check popping that up. Out. So I will, yeah, I'm going to wonderful. As well. Thank you. Thank Thanks. You. Yeah. There's another yeah. question here, Kyle, from Sonia. Do you want to address that? Yeah, we'll just get to Sonia quickly. Darcy mentioned about, you know, being able to flex to their different styles as well, using good disc. Style. I know there's a few people have done that. Darcy, that's a good suggestion as well. It's just, you know, they may require more information. They may require more engagement. They may need to be able to speak out loud, or they may be fast action takers. So you can connect with us if you don't understand disc a little bit more. But for those who've done it, that's a great reminder of being able to be flexible. Yeah, let's do Sonia and then we're going to have to kind of wrap it up. Sonia, what's your question? 
Uh, you had mentioned um, that habits in the in the beginning of your video they don't require motivation. So I was just curious, what habits did you personally do to start your business and build your business that you find really helpful that we should be doing also? Yeah, there's two key ones. I mean, there's man, I can go. I could talk for probably like eight hours on this subject alone. Um, but but there's two key ones that I would say. Uh, when you're starting out a business and it, actually it doesn't even matter if you're starting out. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. The point is, is that the first is develop habits on the things that you don't want to do or never feel like doing and are not in a position to hire out. So when I started my business, I never want to do bookkeeping and I was not in a position to hire it out. I had to develop a habit around bookkeeping. The second, so that one's broad. The second one is number one, Always, number one, always learn how to sell, develop a habit around selling, around doing those sales calls, around reaching out to people, around doing your, your social media, doing whatever you need to do. Because if you cannot find a way to sell or share or whatever term you're comfortable with, if you cannot develop a habit around that, even if you love it or hate it, it doesn't matter. You have to have a habit around it every single day. Because if you don't have clients, you don't have a business. It is so easy to focus on the part that you love, right? Like, like I know that we've got um, uh, John McIntyre on here. John McIntyre is a, he, he runs a travel agent franchise. I think we had Vicky Barze on here as well, who runs a travel agent franchise. Here's the thing. People usually get it. And this is a good time to actually start looking at travel folks. Like, believe it or not, if you want good rates, this is the time to start looking. Right. But, but here's the thing, like, people get into business because they love doing the subject matter of their business, right? So I love coaching. So I got into business. Wow. Wake up call. Right. So, so, so Sonia, I think your business is hypnosis and you're helping a lot of folks right now with anxiety and reframing and visioning and that kind of thing uh, through the, especially during this difficult period. That's what you do. Correct. Yes. So, so the idea here is that, is that if, no matter what business you're in, if you don't learn how to sell or run the business, you don't have a business. If you don't have clients, you don't have a business. So that would be the number one thing that I would say to any business owner, no matter where you are, is develop good habits around selling and sales. Take training classes. This is one of the things that Kyle is an expert at. You can talk to him. We do actually have a training class around that. And I'm not trying to sell you anything. I'm just pointing you in the direction. If you ask me for a recommendation, I'm biased. I'm going to tell you to use Kyle. If you don't want to use Kyle, you should do your own research. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but, uh, but, but learn how to sell as a habit. Now, what? Thank you, Sonia. So, Christopher, just, yeah, Christopher, just one thing with that, and so you just kind of hit on that around marketing, you know, because sometimes people feel they could get a business development person to sell for them. Is that a good idea, right? You know, who is better to sell your business, you as an individual, or should you market that out? We we also have we also have differing opinions on this, which is so great because I think it's important for people to hear different things. I do not think. I do not think that somebody will sell as effectively as you will, but I can, but unless they believe in you, like I can sell, uh, I can sell to Kyle all day. Uh, sorry. That's a great question, Brian. We'll come back to it in a second. Um, uh, I can sell Kyle up all day because I've seen what Kyle can do firsthand in three different companies. So I know what he's capable. I've seen it firsthand. So I can talk him up no problem, right? But if you don't have somebody out there advocating for you on a full-time basis, you know, then, then, that's a, then you must learn to do it yourself. 
Uh, Brian, yes, actually, you know what we're going to do? A hundred percent of the people that answered the poll um, said that they would like to have a nine motivators um, uh, um, workshop. Okay, so, yeah. so actually before Kyle sends out his, cause I know that he'll send out a, um, uh, a follow-up email from this just with the recording for you guys. Uh, before you do that, Kyle, why don't we pick a date? We'll pick a date to run it. I mean, it's, you know, it's 80% built because it's all up here. I just got to get it out of here and onto, paper or onto a slide deck. So, so yeah, we'll pick a date and put it out and people can register for that. So yeah, such a great question. Thank you. Great. Uh, guys, thank you so much. Uh, we've got to run. Both Chris and Ryan are facilitating a webinar in, in 15 days, minutes Fifteen minutes that we need to get ready for. But thank you all. I Hopefully this after, this after the meeting concept, um, let me know if it was helpful or not. Uh, should we keep it? Should we get rid of it? There's quite a few of you, actually 50% of you stayed on, which is, um, which is unheard of. So, um, so thank you. Let us know if this is a good format you'd like to see in the future meetings. Also coming up, uh, we have uh, Rich. I'm not sure if Rich is still on or not, um, but we have Rich uh, coming up for next week. And then we have uh, Raman, who's also becoming a Christopher's going to come back again. And we're going to do something way, just fun and light. If I may, sorry, Rich, Rich Groff is our competition. Uh, him and his business partner, Fallon, they, they, they run a business in Calgary. They are who we consider our toughest competition in this city, and we love them. And so you want to hear from Rich Groff. Absolutely. Is Rich still on? Do you, can you see him? I don't know if he's no. still okay. on. Uh, but yeah, go check it out. Uh, here's the lineup that's coming up. Um, and we also, uh, like I said, Christopher is here. And then we have uh, Amanda Hess is going to be on here, who's a life coach as well. So uh, lots of different things we're keeping relevant. So thank you so much. Everyone have a blessed day and uh, see you next week. Thanks, folks. See ya.